0: good day after halloween for all of you with a sugar or alcohol hangover i am glenn (laughs) the geek from from ocala florida
2: and i am emily thompson from wellington florida and you are listening to a special jumping edition of horses in the morning on horse radio network for november 1st episode 1256 brought to you today by s equestrian and walsh products good morning horse world Oh my God, it's
3: Tuesday. It's top class show jumping uh, at the very best.
4: Every horse is different and you've got to be able to understand and read each different horse.
3: Remember, we're looking for those clears in this round to go forward to the jump off. You can't ask for anything more. It's just pure (laughs) theatre.
0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today on this Jumping Day. Hey, Em. Hey, happy to be back. It's Jumping Tuesday. You and uh, you're, you're getting into your time of year when you're going to be getting really, really busy.
2: I know. Yeah, it's exciting. The show just moved over uh, to the main showgrounds here in Wellington. We were under the covered during the uh, you know crazy insanity of the heat. It it was so hot. It's like 15 degrees cooler right now.
0: I know. It's crazy. It is nice. It is nice here in Florida. It's like heaven. And we're we're still at 85 every day, but there's no humidity. But (laughs) that makes a world of difference.
2: It's perspective, too. Because, like, everyone's coming down. They're like, Emily, why are you wearing, like, jackets and zip-ups all the time? Like, it's like... Legit 15 degrees cooler right now. I mean, we're, I'm working in like 95 degree heat. I mean, this is cold. It's a cold front. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh it's good to have, it's, it's good to have you back. I know it's been chilly here the last couple of mornings too. And you're right. Everybody comes down and goes, Oh, it's nice and warm. We're all yeah. in jackets.
2: <laughs> Ooh, winter's coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. Winter's coming.
0: <laughs> we're all in jackets there. But you know what? Pretty soon it'll be, well, right now it's our time of year. This is when Florida gets bearable again and it's good to live here.
2: Yeah, no, totally. It's nice up there too. I'm going to come visit you guys uh, in a couple of weeks. I've got, now like all my breeding horses are up there. They're so happy. I keep getting videos. I haven't actually seen them myself up there, but they're running around. You know, it's not like oppressive. You should
0: come up uh, for Radiothon Day, November 28th. Hang out with us. Oh, cool. What day is that? November 28th. It's a Monday. It's, it's a, Monday a Monday after Thanksgiving. Oh, cool. Maybe and, I will. Yeah, Dr. Wendy will be here, and you can come hang out with us. We'll be on 12 Hours Live, so oh uh, boy, put you to work.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Perfect. Yeah, that's my normal schedule. I like the 12-hour days. That's Yeah, but awesome. you'll be
5: sitting here. <laughs> no, right? work it out this way. Emily, you're going to come up, and you're going to be here the hour that I have off, and then we're going to go riding. That's how it's going to oh, work. Oh, good.
2: Yes. I want to see, see your new pony out there in action. <laughs> he looks
5: good.
0: Yeah, he um, is looking good. Yeah,
5: the, the bottomless pit that is Nigel. Yes. Oh, really? He, he's eat an eater? Oh, oh.
0: man. He's like a draft horse.
5: It's not. Oh, my gosh. He's really? not a hard keeper. He, I, he doesn't get a lot of concentrates. Matter of fact, he gets very, very little concentrates. But that horse can put down 20 pounds of hay in about 14 minutes. It's just nuts. Wow.
0: He does well, kind eat of hay like eat. He'll eat anything. used to. He eats uh, like the Percherons.
5: <laughs> I've been buying
2: my hay up there in Ocala because, you know, it's like crazy time. I have too many horses um, and I'm not buying hay down I here. It's so here. expensive. Oh, yeah. So I've been doing round bales. I actually bought round bales up by you and I get them shipped down whenever a horse fan is coming down. I'll just get one or two at a time. But they're um, Tifton. It's like 17% protein. I pay like, yep. I think, 75 bucks for the round bale. It's ridiculous. I pay 100 down here for like half the size coastal. Like, round bale crazy like wow. I, i'm not shopping with you anymore this whole experience having so many horses i'm like no yeah, like no. it really makes you i need evaluate. to take a
5: serious look at round bales this winter for nigel because oh, he should. is just a freaking vacuum
2: yeah But well, the quality is good i mean that it's a high protein hay. you can get system.
5: nice round bales. yeah
2: yeah yo yeah. and my horses love it they eat it and because i have a few and my i mean i've got a few of my horses are easily double the size of other people's horses. Like they're huge. I mean, I have to <laughs> them. They're so big. I, I've got many of them that are seventeen one, seventeen two. It's It's a nightmare that they, they eat so much. And uh, you spend so much money on the grain. I and mean, some of them are mine, unfortunately. I was like, all right, we got to get this under control. Everybody is eating too much.
0: <laughs> it is but. funny seeing Emily, because who's about 5'2". It is funny seeing Emily use a stepladder to get on these horses because.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> they are huge yeah I mean they're huge by anybody's standard and you can't even just reach the top luck. of their head oh no yeah. no even putting the saddle on is like ah you know I'm on my tippy toes <laughs> wait till you see that I got a new one in one of Bertrand's horses um, I mean not only is he like 17 one or two but he's so long and all legs he's cool he jumps like super freak like so so nice but yeah I don't know what my deal is I love the big horses it's good because they keep showing up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's because for so many years you were regulated to ponies.
2: Yeah, I know right. <laughs> this is this is my yeah, I'm overcompensating or or having some sort of an <laughs> acting out. I refuse to ride anything that's under 17 hands. I just don't like feeding them. I love to ride them. The feeding, I oh, mean, we had to have some serious lot. conversations this uh this summer with everybody.
0: Need to uh, cool people, when we lived in Pennsylvania, we thought four dollars a bale for really good hay. Timothy was <laughs> was a lot. You know, it was that Witch. was a lot.
2: <laughs> I'll feed you know breakfast to one horse for that.
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: crazy. <laughs> Exactly. Those round bales, that's the real <laughs> deal though. And the um, I feed off alpha well, cubes too, and I can get those up there. I buy all of my stuff up on
0: Ocala. You did something that I have never seen somebody do is that you buy the round bales and then you sit the round bale in the barn and you just peel off of it um, yeah. for, because it does come off and go like sheets. It's not yeah. even like flakes. It's like sheets. It comes off in yeah. sheets and then you and feed that way. W- I've never seen anybody do that before.
2: Yeah, we just, we're we're all about efficiency here and (laughs) keeping the price down. People are like, that's crazy, you know, because it is messy. Okay, like you definitely have to sweep up and it's not easy to work with. people. If you can afford uh, square bales, it's easy. You know, you grab a couple flakes, whatever you can put it in the wheelbarrow, and you can't really do that with this, but it's so worth it. I mean, I can feed 18 horses with two, I was going through, I think, two bales, maybe two and a half a week, $65, $75 a bale. Like, it's not even close to the same as square bales. Right. So anyways, no, I'm I'm hardcore. I don't know where I'm going to put them because everybody's coming down first circuit and I'm like, I don't care. Like, you guys can be fancy. I'm getting round bales. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to hide it back here. It's okay.
5: I'm not
0: going back. <laughs> Jennifer, what's coming up on today's show? It's a busy one.
5: On today's Equestrian Jumping Show brought to you by Walsh Products, Lindsay Brock from jump media is going to take a look at the washington international and then next up lauren ho that's right show jumper extraordinaire is going to stop by and tell us what she is up to and then after the break aaron gilmore is going to bring us up to speed on the global tour finals and then finally galloping through the finish flags irish rider dara kenny is going to stop by and that's going to sound pretty because he's irish so stay (laughs) tuned for the phrase folks (laughs) it's funny
0: so now uh, we last talked to you the day or two before the hurricane came up the coast, and just missed you, right? It ended up just missing you, but you you had to evacuate your horses, move all seventeen of them, and all of <laughs> oh that. That God. must have been fun.
2: Yeah, I know it was totally. Yeah, I mean, there had it. There was a moment. Well, you know, because you lived it, that it did look like it was coming this way. And I mean, my phone was blowing up. Everybody that owns any of the horses in the barn calling, you got to get out of there. You know, the the hurricane's coming. And I'm like, oh no, like I'm from New York. Like, what am I going to (laughs) do? And so they they all wanted me to like hire a tractor trailer because I've got too many and like put them all on. Like that's not even possible. So I was like, I'm sorry. Like we're not doing that. We're just, but I I did have, thank God, a a great opportunity to get to a hurricane proof barn. So we moved, um, which amounted, it was probably like six miles, but, you know, moving 17 horses, six miles. And I've been telling people we did basically like a Chinese fire drill, like everybody up out around town, all of your belongings. And then thank God it did pass us, you know, because we could have very easily been the way that it is down here. We could have been underwater. I mean, it could have been really bad. No, uh, no electric, you know, no water and all this. So uh, I'm happy that we did it, but yeah, it was crazy. We're we're still recovering. And then you know, my the barn where I had all the horses it was, was fairly new and had never been through any really bad weather. So um, we're like grabbing everything, thinking, well, maybe it's going to blow away. I mean, who <laughs> who knows?
5: <laughs> it was crazy. You're, you're, you have a regular pole barn. It's not a concrete block barn, is it?
2: No, it's not concrete. It's a uh, wood and it's big. You know, it's like 40 stalls and it's got. Um, oh
1: It's a big yeah, roof.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, that's what I. That's why it was like sure. Kept collecting horses before you knew it. I had almost twenty. Um, but yeah, it's um, uh, it's wooden and it has the, the sort of like open floor plan feel. Yeah, well, it's and like you slats. are just your mm. whole
0: property is trees. So I oh mean, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: and and the the water is so uh high there. You know, it's, it's just after a bad rain. We had a lot of water. Even okay, it wasn't as bad as that they said. But even what it was, we had, half the property was
0: underwater. Yeah, you guys got lucky. Northern Florida not so much, but uh yeah. yeah. How so, was it up there? So the Carolinas. Didn't really we didn't get much. very much either. Yeah. Just rain and wind. We have we have worse during the afternoon thunderstorms. Um but yeah, yeah. So it, it was But what
2: are you going to do? Bad. You have to prepare, you know. You right. You have, have to be ready because you know yeah. what?
0: It uh the people in the Carolinas were, you know, a lot of them were wishing they were more ready. So it uh you know, it all depends where it hits and and yeah. but, you know, that's 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 not a uh, accurate science yet. So,
2: yeah, yeah. and, oh, you, and you th- consider it good
0: practice for next year.
2: Well, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> now we've got it down. That's right. You know fast. what to do now.
0: You know where to go. Yep. Uh, find oh, that concrete gosh. block barn. Yeah, and uh, head over there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. So, and then the water thing. I mean, just even filling up enough uh, water buckets and jugs for that many horses. I mean, that was like. A couple hour investment of yeah that's
0: that's that's time consuming because oh, yeah. if you are without power for a period of time you are yeah. you have to be ready for that too yeah yeah well but thank it, god it did well i'm glad you guys survived um i did want to say before we get our first guest on uh, that it is officially november 1st which means no stirrup november oh no so does before that sure do begins. you ever ride with do you ever practice without stirrups
2: Um, you know, sometimes, uh, not always, but, uh, I will tell you when I was in Germany, when I had to do my, uh, dressage training and testing for the first week, I did not ride with stirrups.
0: And how were your legs? You
2: know, (laughs) oddly, (laughs) I, 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 I can, I almost preferred it without stirrups because you really do get into the right position and it was fine. Okay. Like I wasn't doing a lot of posting trot because it was the dressage and I was doing it at the level where there's not a lot of posting trot. Um, so I didn't have like the total torture, but it, it you know it, it does correct your position. It's really a valid thing. I don't think you should do it all the time, but it's a good thing because it gets your leg on the horse well and for,
0: and for jumpers too I mean if you yeah. do lose your stirrup then you're not in panic mode right uh, during a show or you know well yeah, and,
2: totally I mean that's that's for sure gonna happen yeah. and you see it out there and people are able to just grab them back. so yeah, that's a really good point too.
0: Yeah, so you can't do do that (laughs) jump coming up if you have to.
2: (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Or like, you know, both of them or you lose your reins or all kind of wild stuff happens.
0: Well, and so it is no stirrup. I would like to say that I am very good at not using my stirrups when I go. Oh, I
6: bet. Yep, I I am very
0: good. I never use my stirrups, as a matter of fact. Never. I never, ever use it. It, or your saddle? No, I never use. I go without a saddle and without stirrups every time I drive my horse. <laughs> so I would like to say that for No Stirrup November, I'm covered.
2: You're you're enjoying. I'm uh, you're enjoying. On the side my legs lines. don't Watching feel any torture. different.
0: And uh, they do when I actually, you know, they don't okay. feel any different at actually, So
2: So is the is the idea that people are actually going to ride all of November yes. without horse stirrups? That's the really idea. starting probably after the national horse show. <laughs> right? <laughs> or is that not in the rules?
0: <laughs> so that's the idea. I think November was picked because for most people the seasons are winding down uh and you're in practice mode eventers and stuff so this is kind of a, a slower month so i think that's why i think eventing nation and horse nation started that uh, years ago and it's kind of become a joke and a thing so yeah so i, I so emily you know make sure you're uh, not using your stirrups this month
2: let the torture begin
0: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait
0: <laughs> all right your first guest is ready
2: yay okay we have Lindsay. welcome to the show Lindsay hi guys thanks for having me hey we're so glad you could call in we haven't spoken in a while
7: Yeah, I'm, i know i just got home from from washington yesterday so yeah. I'm, I'm kicking off my actual work week with you guys <laughs> oh
2: awesome awesome so Lindsay was down in washington fi- uh, for the finals with jump media so we got to chat a little bit about that but fill us in i mean that was an exciting show
7: yeah, I mean, it's an exciting show every year. Um, this was actually my third year going, and um, there's a lot going on. It's it's so much more than than just a horse show. And um, I think, obviously, the highlight for people involved with the show and not involved with the show is just to see these horses in the middle of downtown D.C. Um, the stabling goes up in the streets. Uh, people walking to work during the week in the morning see horses you know, heading to the ring. Um, we always have groups of preschools that decide that their afternoon activity is going to be just walking along the sidewalk and watching the horses. Um, but yeah, it's 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 such a fun event.
2: Yeah, I didn't get to go this year. Um, I think maybe I went last year, the year before. It's so cool being right down there uh, in downtown DC, having that yeah. uh, proximity to the public. And, uh, you know, you get so many top riders. That was sort of exciting. I was seeing the Facebook posts come in and and the the videos and it just looked like a really really exciting Washington this year. I was sad I missed it.
7: Yeah, it was really exciting. And and the the launching FEI World Cup Jumping Washington presented by Events DC took place on Saturday night, and it was an amazing class. Um, you know the the Washington Show is part of the North American League now, and I think you know we were attracting top riders before, but I think that's helped. You know a lot of people who are chasing. World Cup points come to Washington and, and um I don't know if anyone watched it on the live stream, but the, that jump off was was pretty exciting and, and Lauren Huff and Ulala won in the end, but uh, it was a great night. So
2: Lauren Huff, we're gonna have her on later, which is very exciting. Uh she yeah.
7: she won a few a few classes. Yeah, she won that the made- she was she won the welcome stake earlier in the week and then um, she had some other great finishes and so she was Saturday, she collected a lot of awards. Um, she was our leading, um, jumper rider, our leading lady rider. Ooh, was leading international jumper champion and, um, her owners, the Ooh group won the leading jumper owner award. So, um, Lauren had many sashes hanging around her when she left wow. on Saturday.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's exciting. You know, exciting <laughs> for the crowd too that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and, um, we actually, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to move on to the puissance. I was so excited, but, but you go ahead. You were there.
7: Oh, (laughs) they actually had, so we had, um, McLean, um, and DZ and Laura and Kent, um, as members of the Olympic team from Rio. Um, they signed a bunch of launching ribbons beforehand. So, the crowd stayed through the entire awards presentation, which you don't always see, um, and they were handing out those ribbons signed by, you know, members of the team afterwards. So that was a really, that was a great way to end the night. Oh,
2: that's so great. Yeah, see, it, and it really is growing. What do you think about sort of the, because this is one of the horse shows that really does interact with the the general public. I mean, people come, it's the Verizon Center. You know, they're like, wow, what's going on? So you really do have, and, the, and like you're mentioning with the horses outside, people are walking by and seeing them out in the stabling areas, um, behind mm-hmm. the chain link fence, of course. But you, <laughs> what, what do you think, do you think it's growing the spectator uh, sort of audience uh, interest in in the sport there? Is it, because you've been there for quite a few years in a row.
7: Yeah, I mean, I think so. And I think, you know, Washington always makes a very, very diligent effort each year to get, um, you know, the local media involved, really invite people from the D.C. community to come and experience what it means. Um, You know, a lot of people don't understand why these horse stalls are are up in the street. Um, So they they make an effort. And I think it, it definitely pays off, you know, to see the seats in Verizon center of all places where you could run a horse show full to watch show jumping, um, is really encouraging for our sport.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's where we want to head people. We want the stands filled (laughs) everywhere. And you get that a little bit down Mm -hmm. here in Wellington, you know, because you're down here as well, but there's, gosh, what was I watching? I think it, uh, maybe it was, It was one of the equitation classes maybe or maybe a hunter class or something, but Mm -hmm. there was like nobody in the stands. It wasn't at Washington. It was somewhere else. And that really struck me like, wow, you know, that that's almost a little bit more unusual now because you are seeing more people come and better, obviously, to have a packed stadium. But it's, you know, the global tour helps with that. It's going that direction. So that's Washington is right on the front lines of that, though. Mm hmm. What I love, too, there is that the Jumbotron, the way it is, you know, right up in the top. You can watch, like, I mean, okay, there's Jumbotrons at all the horse shows, but this is like the Verizon Center. It's such a cool thing to have the horses there. Yeah.
7: This is the Jumbotron that you're used to seeing people get proposed to on. Like, it's a real – and, you know, the the team at Verizon Center is very helpful. They – they, you know, do as much for us as they do when, you know, hockey and basketball teams are there playing. So the jumbotron is on, uh, you know, all the light boards are on. It's it's a real production. Yeah. And and we actually, you were talking about, you know, equitation. We run the WIHS equitation finals, which Hunter Holloway won this year, um, the final round right before the Grand Prix on Saturday. So the stands are already packed um, for those riders. And I think that's nice for those younger riders moving up who are about to, you know, decide if they're going to move up into the professional level and and jump Grand Prix or not to see that people are coming to watch the sport. Um, and, and it's a great experience for them to be able to ride in front of a huge crowd like that.
2: Oh, for sure. Which is such a factor. So speaking of huge crowds, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that the Puissants gathered quite a crowd talk, talk to us about that. My favorite class.
7: (laughs) It always does. Um, it was exciting, you know, um, Not a lot of riders in this country, I think, keep Poisson's horses around. Um, So, you know, the fact that Washington always, you know, always encourages people to do that class is exciting. And I think we had, you know, five or six enter this year and um, the top height ended up being seven feet. So it was, it was an exciting class. Um, Aaron Vale and McLean were tied um, and they decided to stick with the tie. So, but it was it was an exciting night, and and you know, the, the crowd is always really engaged with that class, which is great. Um, and, and the riders encourage them to do so, which which is um, you know, makes for a great night. They
2: are you really uh, polished on your rules for the puissance? Do you know all of how it's run? Like, is there a cap on it? They have I a cap th- on I, it, right?
7: I think they have a cap on the number of rounds. Um, at okay. least that's how they did it at Washington. So, you know, you can always only go to so many rounds. And it's I it's at the course designer's discretion, I believe, how high, you know, how big the jumps go between those rounds. So, you know, he could go up, I think, an inch or he could go up four or five inches, but I think it, oh, it wow. has to stop at six rounds, I think. Um, okay. but yeah, um, I yeah, I was surprised. I was
2: reading one of the um the publications and it started at like five foot six or something.
7: Yeah. They weren't messing around. They
2: still <laughs> it's didn't. like, whoa. Um, but actually, <laughs> All right, then put I your heels down.
5: Everybody,
7: yeah. If I'm re- remembering correctly, everybody advanced through the first round. Um, and maybe even the second round. Um, but yeah, they were, they were great.
2: <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. And so, to have the tie like that with two of our top, uh, American riders is that's exciting. That was a big wall. Yeah. It and was, now, <laughs> They, uh, I did also see on a later note the uh, costume class since it is the Halloween time of year. That there were some pretty yeah. uh, elaborate costumes.
7: Yeah, that's we do that on what we call Barn Night, um, which is Thursday evening, and we invite a lot of local barns, and they have competitions and um, you know s- prizes and the final class of the night there is it's always a costume class. And this year it actually ended up just being because of the way the schedule worked out close to Halloween time. Um, and yeah, everyone goes all out, um, horses and riders. You have to give it up to the grooms that prepare these horses for this class because, um, they're painted and braided and glittered. And, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was really great.
2: Yeah. That is, that's always fun. And the horses, uh, it's always, it's always a surprise to me that they just do it with like the streamers in their hair or like hat, but just yeah, put on they a hat.
7: Seem to like it. <laughs> I mean, it,
2: sunglasses. I, about, I saw sunglasses uh, on one.
7: Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I, I believe camera horse had sunglasses yes. on. Um, and you know, they seem to enjoy it. I, I often think Emily, what my horse, who you know well, would do if I asked him for oh, a Lord. costume, and I, I can't. Yeah, uh-huh.
1: I can't imagine it would end well. But um, no. yeah, so, they
7: they seem seem to like it. So, what was the
0: costume of the night? Who had the costume of the night?
7: Well, they actually gave out a best costume award um, this year, which was a new award, and um, it went to Andy Coker, who was a clown. Oh um, no,
1: Because um, oh, he a scary was clown? He was a
7: little. Which was a little poorly timed, but he really did a nice job. And the horse was dressed like a clown too. It had a clown nose on its bridle. Um, And, yeah, they they were great. So they won the Best Costume Award.
2: That's so funny. Yeah, the clown thing, you know. It's maybe (laughs) not the right time. That's...
8: He told, he told us that it was the only thing that was left at the costume
0: store when he went. So that's what he <laughs> that got. That may be Yeah, true. because nobody was buying clowns. <laughs> yeah. No one wants to
8: get exactly. beat Exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's great. Well, that's fun. So you guys have to check it out online. Uh, Washington International Horse Show, if you can get next year. Are the dates the same
7: every year? or are they? I guess you got to
6: check. Uh, on- yeah. Un- I mean, unless unless
7: the actual horse show schedule changes, but that is always, um, Washington dates never change, and you can find um, coverage from this year and keep an eye on next year at WIHS.org.
0: Now, did I see you guys were covering the Royal also?
7: We are. I leave for the Royal on Thursday, um, so I'll head up to Canada next.
0: Yeah, and that's, of course, a huge, that's the big show in Canada. It's uh,
1: huge. Yeah, it's and, and
7: a lot of the riders, From Washington, or and you know that's a North American League show as well. Um, They'll have a World Cup jumping class, and a lot of the same riders from Washington then continue their tour up there. So we'll see a lot of the same faces. Um, But that show is so exciting, and you know I I should come on again and talk about that one because there's so much to talk about with that one as well.
0: Yeah, we've had the organizers on in the years past, and it's just you know because it's not just a jumping show; it's everything. Uh, yeah,
7: that's cool. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, and, um, you know, there's so many moving parts of that as well. It's a
1: true, you
7: know, celebration of agriculture. It is, it is a fair inside and then the horse show, you know, runs as well, but it's also, it's very traditional. Um, you know, the people that come to watch the Grand Prix on Wednesday night come in tuxedos and ball gowns and it's a very formal, um, you know, deal. So it's, it's a really exciting place
3: to be.
0: It's almost it, it's it kind of is like the Pennsylvania uh, farm show, which because it is an agricultural show, it's not just horses. Yeah, it's just, just everything. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, uh, and, it and is. all different kinds of horses it too, is. from the draft classes to everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's
7: not just show jumpers. It's 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 everybody. Um, and you know, before the Grand Prix, they have the heavy horses come in. And I think there's like, I mean, I don't know much about these horses, but six or eight horse hitches and um it's, it's crazy and before the horses come into the ring there's cows showing in the morning oh my God. um we, we we get a few emails asking us about cow classes and we're like you gotta <laughs> you
2: got <the> wrong, <laughs> wrong <emails."> department <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh you need to have the right uh right string of horses i think if you're going to participate at that horse show <laughs> I mean, oh, I have yeah, a couple. Exactly. Like, they see the cows, you know, They're down the road. Oh, yeah, no, because they, they have a bunch of them, yeah. oddly. Like, down here in Loxahatchee and in Florida, I mean, there's a ton of cows. And I've got a few that are like, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> we're not going
0: down that road. It's not even. Close.
2: <laughs> they smell them.
0: Well, very good, have- Lindsay. Hey, where can people find out more about what you guys do?
7: Um, so, for Washington, the, w- the website's wihs.org. And then we also have all the results of press releases on our website which
0: is jumpmediallc.com. Jumpmediallc.com. Thanks, Lindsay.
7: Yep. Talk to you soon, No problem. Lindsay. Thank you for having me, guys. Bye.
0: And now coming up next, we have the yes. big winner.
2: Our, yeah, we've got a, our one of our top American riders, Lauren Huff here. Thank you for calling in, Lauren. Welcome to the show.
8: Hi, thank you very much. Glad to be here.
2: Well, you had really quite the uh, Washington, it sounds like.
8: Yeah, it was an amazing week. It was sort of, I think, the stars and the moon and the sun all aligned, and um, <laughs> my work was amazing, but I think I had also a bit of luck on my side as well.
2: thats It's great, yeah, and that, uh, I was seeing, that I, I didn't get to go this year. Normally, I love to go and watch, and I didn't get to go this year, but I was uh, keeping up on Facebook, all of the posts coming through and seeing, and your little mare, ooh-la-la, La, has is I know she's not a, a new ride for you, but people are really going crazy about her. Te- that's so exciting. Te- tell us about the partnership a little bit with you and this mayor.
8: Yeah, she's um, she's a very small horse. Um, I've never actually measured her, but I, I think she's probably about fifteen two or fifteen three hands. Oh wow! Um, I've had her since the end of her seven year old year, and she's twelve now. And um, she's I've competed all over the world with her, and she's pretty much won. Um, at a lot of places, a lot of prestige horses. And um, she just had a fantastic week and she, she really enjoys competition and she, she has fun and she's, I think, very proud when she wins.
2: Some of yeah, she seems like that. Like she knows the game. I have watched you, you and the horse quite a bit, actually. Of, uh, a lot of international mileage on her.
8: Yeah. I'm um, fortunate enough that I, I um, sort of do half, My time in America, November through um, April, and then I'm based in Europe uh, the rest of the year, so um, I get to compete all over the world against the best riders, and I think that has certainly um, raised our level, but um, also to be able to come home and win on home turf um, at such a prestigious show um, was really important to myself and also to her owners.
2: Yeah, that's exciting. So many accolades at that show. And, you know, I mean, it takes, okay, sometimes you can get a new horse and you just, you know, click and it's happening. But how
8: long have you had this mare? Um, I purchased her the end of her seven-year-old year. So that would have been uh, 2011. Um, and she's owned by a syndicate called the Ulala La Group. Um, so this is our fourth year uh, competing together. So we know each other quite well.
2: Yeah. And that's so fun because when you have that, when people start really getting uh, the partnership with the horses over the years and at that top level, that's, that's, what's exciting. And then you see it come together for you all at this horse show. I can't believe that that mare is that small.
8: She's very little, but she doesn't think she's little. She thinks she's big and her heart, her heart is big and, um, she's just, she's incredible. She's such a great, great competitor.
2: She now she is very competitive and uh, the, just so much scope. Just easy, easy. She's so cool to watch. I now I did uh, read. I think it was an article. It was a a while ago about uh Ooh La, La and saying that maybe she was a little bit of a pill in the barn. Is that true?
8: Um, she likes her own space. <laughs> <Mayor>. <laughs> I know many women like that. <laughs> um, but we we sort of know her routine quite well now and um we let her sort of yeah, she she gets to go to the paddock for a few hours normally when we're home and um either myself or my manager Nina uh ride her on the flat and then she also goes on the treadmill or goes out hacking. So um, but no, I wouldn't I wouldn't say she's one that you snuggle with in the stable. She <laughs> you know wanna have uh, her own her own face.
0: Lauren, I'm looking at her winning pic one of her winning pictures here from Washington. She also has that look like, Of course I won. She has yeah. that look yes. in all her pictures, like, Of course I won. Why are yeah. you bothering to take the yeah, picture?
8: Very very proud, yeah. <laughs> yes. She um, she definitely knows when she's not uh when she isn't the winner, she doesn't like to stand behind anybody that <laughs> makes her really irritated. So, um, it's actually, I've never had a horse that enjoys that part of the whole thing as much as she does. You know, normally they're tired or irritated or, you know, don't want to stand. And, um, she thinks that's the best part of the whole evening. So it's, it's quite entertaining.
2: That's so funny. What, is, what is her, what is she like as a competitor? What's her favorite, her favorite class, the speed, or is she, you know, in it for the, for the long course? How does she, how is she as a competitor?
8: You know, I think that's why she's so good because she's really versatile. Um, she's done a lot of Nations Cups for our country over the last couple of years, and um, she can turn around the next week and win a, a meter fifty speed. And she can compete in some of the toughest Grand Prix in the world, um, including Aachen. Um, so, she, and she fits indoors. She fits outdoors. It's it's really um, really unique that she can kind of Compete in almost
2: any environment. Yeah, she really is something. Really fun mayor. You guys have to YouTube or Google Oolala. La. is really, really special. Lauren Huff and Ulla La. Now she, um, she, you know, to come indoors like that. You were saying that you were you based in Europe some of the year, and then you come over and show in the states, which is where you're from. One of our top riders. We can't uh, hand you off to Europe. U.S. rider. And, you know, how do you prepare for that? Is it so different? Are you doing uh, more outside shows in the summer and then you've got to transition to indoor? You know, how do you kind of prepare for that move?
8: Well, um, I was able myself to compete at one um, smaller indoor in Belgium before I came over, which just got me as a rider a bit acclimated. Um, both horses that I competed uh, last week, Ula La and Lady Davos, hadn't been indoors yet this year, but... Um, Lady is a bit younger, but they they acclimate. And I think, as you as a rider, if you're able to guide them and not be sort of shocked by the environment, um, when once they're seasoned, they 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 adapt really well. And I'm actually headed um, this evening to Doha in Qatar uh, to jump some other horses in a big outdoor, which is the GCT final. And then those horses, uh, the ones I had in Washington, go to Toronto the following week. So, oh wow.
2: That's that takes a lot of uh organization and management and I mean that's a lot of balls in the air to be as the rider jumping back and forth but even between those venues you know coming from a smaller arena yeah. like Washington and then Doha is huge probably.
8: Um I've always said it takes a village uh, to <laughs> stay at the highest level and I have an incredible team around me um managers grooms vets farriers owners that um without them and sort of everybody stays two steps ahead of the game. Um, I think that that pays off in the end uh, when you see the results that I've had.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're always in the ribbons and all the top classes and with m- many different horses. I love the, the Cornette horse. What is, what's that one's name? The
5: gray one? Yeah.
8: His name is uh, Cornet 39. We call him Cotton in the stable and he's uh, one of the ones that is actually waiting for me in uh, Doha, uh, I leave tonight uh, for a 14-hour flight from Miami to Doha. So uh, I start competing there on Thursday.
0: So that wow—that yeah. leads me to a question I, I love to ask the professional riders. What, what's the most challenging part of your job?
8: Um, challenging, uh, yeah. I think the organizational side of it um, is always a challenge. And also that you're always not sort of resting on your laurels that you're still looking, you know, for the next up and coming, hopefully Ooh La La or, you know, the next special horse. You can't, you always have to be trying to produce the young ones um, so that when these ones have finished their career, you have more coming behind. And um, I think that's vital to, Staying at the top level for um, a long period of time.
0: You know we've heard that from a lot of the professional riders in all the disciplines, and you know they th- compared it to being on a roller coaster. Oh, except you never get off. You just always <laughs> okay. riding the roller coaster. You know, uh, you come back to the beginning, and they'd say, "Yeah, you never get off of it."
2: You better like roller yeah. coasters. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story, but you do. You know these top riders. Oh. They're you know they're passionate about it. This is this is what they do. Now, so but it used to yeah. be.
0: I mean, in the olden days, you did have a break over the winter. There was a month or two off, um, where you had a little break. But that be- because of the seasons now, and and you know, there's no break anymore.
8: Uh. Yeah, it's it's really become a, a global sport, and I think the world is getting smaller. And that you know, going to Doha or going to Europe and coming back um, is sort of the norm now. I think for a lot of the, the top riders in the world and. Um, it It's become very popular. The prize money is a lot. Obviously, focusing on championships is a huge thing to me. But so it's really juggling a lot of balls and making sure that your horses are happy and that each horse is a specific program um, so that you're using them but not overusing them.
0: But well, one of the questions I always get uh, from listeners is where does the majority of your income come from? And I, and I usually it's not prize money, it's selling horses or, or something like that.
8: Um, I would say it's a bit of everything. Um, like I said, the prize money has become really, it's really increased in our sport in the last five to 10 years. Um, so that uh, certainly factors into um, our income and um, buying and selling horses and then I also do a bit of teaching, uh, which I enjoy very much. So um, it's, it's pretty diverse, but um, yeah, we're, we're really lucky in the world of show jumping that, um, you know, a million euro class or a $500,000 class is, is uh, sort of become, we're seeing that more often.
0: It's not just once a year. So, you guys are almost um, catching up to the rainers now. Uh, and the western side, <laughs> money wise. <Yes. laughs> Finally, so now, what? So, how do you keep track of it all? I know you have a you have a team, but you know you're you have so many horses. You're you're doing so many different shows. That is a logistical nightmare. So, how do you keep track of it all?
8: Uh, well, we plan well in advance, and um, I have a, a assistant who lives here in Wellington who does all of my flights and bookings and my road manager nina is with another group of horses in lexington at the national horse show this week with a student of mine so um again it's it's really building a, a amazing team that i you know i have 200 percent trust and confidence in and um without without having that it wouldn't be possible to do what i'm doing
0: yeah there's just too many moving pieces you know uh literally i can't even imagine
8: yeah like
2: literally not even pieces they're horses it's even more complicated where okay so you've basically probably shown everywhere at this stage and gotten nice prizes uh, along with it i am curious what is your favorite place to show
8: um i i think Aachen is still the pinnacle of our sport um in germany uh it's just it it's the equivalent of wimbledon or um, i don't know the best golf tournament there is it's just the history there is incredible um we always it's always a really really important stop every year um i also enjoy very much being in florida in the winter um and that i don't have to travel i can stay in my house here and be in one place for um four or five months and we have a lovely farm here in wellington and um, so that that gives me a little bit of a break as far as the traveling end of it um, but I would say the place that is still the most magical, and um, is certainly on my bucket list, would be to win the Grand Prix of Aachen.
0: Are you mm-hmm. hearing any rumors about WEG that we are, we aren't hearing about where it might be or if it might be?
8: <laughs> uh, well, I, I think it's definitely going to be, and it it sounds like it's down to two bids, one being here and uh North America with tryon I believe.
0: Yep, yep, And
8: then the other being in um Slovenia,
0: yeah, I think.
8: Yeah. Uh so um I, w- I did try on for the first week first time uh, a couple weeks ago and I was very impressed with the venue. Um so we'll see. It would
0: certainly be nice to have it in North America. We had uh, uh, Mark Bellissimo on talking about it soon after he made the bid. And, you know, I think that yeah, I think probably one of the big concerns is infrastructure still around there uh, because it is pretty rural. Yeah. Um, you know, hotel rooms and all that stuff. So I don't know. We'll see. I OK. I was hoping that I would get a scoop from you. but
2: uh, The inside scoop. I tried. No, I don't have any inside scoop. <laughs> I tried. I think it's going
0: to be announced shortly.
8: I'm, I'm- pretty certain of that they're gonna have um, to announce it shortly gonna
0: run out of time here to prepare pretty soon yeah Yeah. no
8: kidding oh my
2: gosh well that's awesome well you guys need to check out lauren huff she's online laurenhuff.com you can read about her and see all of her accolades and awesome horses jumping around or you can also come down to wellington and watch her in person this winter so good luck in doha lauren thank you so much for taking the time to call in
8: thanks for having me it was a pleasure
0: thanks lauren
2: Talk to you soon. Bye.
0: The life of it. The roller coaster ride of a professional rider. Very
2: cool. And I mean, she's everywhere. I didn't realize the horses split up like that. I mean, I know in theory, but to really kind of, you know, live with that idea. I mean, I could barely evacuate for the hurricane and they were all going (laughs) to the same place. (laughs) I can't can't imagine.
0: Well, that's why I asked her that. You know, it's like huge spreadsheets or, you know, how exactly is that done? Because it's, it's a logistical nightmare.
2: Oh gosh, yeah, and and the, and to have Just, such a small, you know, w- you can't you can't make any mistakes. You know, you need to be doing it correctly to be able to perform and actually consistently have, the way well, she this does.
5: I had a sudden flash of that scene in Home Alone when they're on the airplane and they forget. I had the scene of somebody driving down <laughs> the forgot. road and the horseman. Oh my gosh, we forgot. Someone's <laughs> right yeah so that so only happened happen to so us going, um, excuse me <laughs> excuse me <laughs> oh my gosh
2: yeah maybe that doesn't happen when you're super famous
0: but i don't know you just oh, think like, about everything you know think uh, about you, you at home packing for a horse show and you're trying not to forget your bridle and your girth and you know everything for yeah. packing for your one horse for your horse show Uh and take it times a thousand
2: oh <laughs> gosh. Like, and then like splitting up the group, not even going to the same place. I mean, here's Lauren's going to hop a plane to, you know, Doha and then, you know, to Toronto and then back down here. I mean,
0: yeah. what a, I don't know. I, and you got to pay. Our, I mean, just getting everything done, paying the entry fees, make sure the entries are in just everything, you know, yeah. uh, it's,
2: it does take a village. You need to have just the best staff people you can really trust. Like she was saying, I mean, that's everybody's got to be operating
0: at 100%. Well, one of our regular guests is back with us right now. She is here. I don't know where she is calling from. We never know where she's calling from. That's why we have this.
1: Well, tell me where in the world
0: is Aaron Gilmore. Tell me where in the
6: world. Is. Hey, Aaron, where are you at? I'm in lovely North America.
0: <laughs> wow. Sweet. Just waking
6: up on the West Coast.
0: Are you I West was going to say, but <laughs> not
6: in a, our time zone.
2: She's a champion, up early.
0: Erin <laughs> Gilmore from Noel Floyd, and she joins us so you're usually here once a month or more, depending on her travels. So what part of uh, the West Coast are you in?
6: I'm up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, traveling between World Cup qualifiers this week. I was in Calgary over the weekend. I had a World Cup qualifier there, and I'm on the way to Lexington for their Grand Prix this Saturday night.
0: I've always wanted yeah. to go to Calgary. Is it like the most beautiful place ever? Um, So no. the answer is no. <laughs>
6: <laughs> there was a hesitation. Yeah, there definitely no, was. I'm going to call it the most beautiful <laughs> place ever, but it, Canada is lovely as nice people.
2: Uh oh, <laughs> Glenn. Friendly. Your dreams are being shattered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how much that's time like we've
0: that talked first date. She, was, she had a great personality.
6: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Well, I don't know. So There's not. mountains and snow, which I don't see a lot of. So there was that.
0: There's that, yeah.
6: Yeah. And there's a great uh, up and coming show out there that's a, called The Royal West. And um, what I like about Canada actually is that uh, these people. They don't, they don't just say they're going to do something. They, they do something. And by that I mean there was a Grand Prix on Saturday night. And in that Grand Prix, three of the riders also own and operate horse show venues. So they're not horse show managers sitting back in the VAP. They ride as well. I thought that was really cool in one class. They're all Canadian at three different, um, three different shows in Canada. They all, they all run at different times of the year. So I thought that was cool. That is unique. And that yeah.
2: certainly does change your decision making uh, or make you you have can make edu-
6: very educated decisions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's a th- this show is only three years old. Um, but the, the owner, John Anderson, really wants to bring the World Cup final to Canada um, in the future. World Cup final has never been held in Canada. So uh, he's real ambitious and he's trying really hard to make that show a success. So I was happy to go there. Wow. That's
2: cool. Yeah. I've never been, I would love to, we, I know we say this every time I would love to like follow you around or have your job for a few weeks, go like (laughs) to these fabulous venues, all of them, because you would never really, unless you're competing, you wouldn't, you know, get the opportunity to really just go to all of them. And you have such a overview of what the sport is doing globally. I mean, you're, you're all over the world. Like the song says, (laughs) we never know where you are. (laughs)
6: Exactly. exactly. Oh my gosh, Erin, we
0: talked about the fact that we were just talking to Lauren about yeah, her,
6: at the end of that. That was great.
0: Yeah, about her logistics for for just doing everything. I'm I'm sure you have a staff that does all your travel arrangements.
6: Oh that. yes, absolutely. Just like Lauren has my staff. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, we didn't ask her if
2: she uses vacuum bags, so you might have one up. <laughs>
6: I I'm, I'll give her a tip next time I see her. There you go. Yeah, she's going all the way to Qatar this weekend, so she, she'll need them uh, for sure. Yeah, She's so got to look sharp. Stay fresh. Yeah, yeah, she's great. That's great. You guys had her on.
2: Yeah, that was really a
0: treat just to hear
2: sort of her just experience and, uh, and, and oh her. And,
0: and I love hearing about Ooh La La because that's yes. right. such a unique little mare, right? Right, yeah. right.
6: Oh, yeah, yeah, she's she's, uh, she's she's really fantastic. Um, but, you know, my job is easy. I pack a camera bag. They pack horses and people and stuff. And I always say to them, oh, yeah, I've seen you again at this place. But it was a lot easier for me to get here than it was for you. It's so true. <laughs> oh,
2: my gosh. I can't even imagine. Well, then Lauren's got horses. Uh, sounds like three different locations at least.
6: Yeah, right. Well, that's right real now. common at that level. So, yeah. Yeah, So tell us get about get. the
0: global tour.
6: Uh, global tour is, it's got its season finale this weekend. That's why she's going to, um, all the way to the middle East. It's 15 shows since, uh, the first one in April, which was the one in Miami. So 15 ones around the world and they have really great bonus money. They, uh, you know, they pay the way for the top 30 riders. They, those guys don't pay entry fees. Mm. Um, so they attract a major lineup for that reason. And, um, they have had a fantastic season. They've, I've been to a fair amount of the global shows this year in France, Madrid, uh, Germany, the one in Miami. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to Doha, but one day maybe I'll go there. Um, biggest circuit in the world in a lot of ways, you know. And production value is enormous there. Make sure you log on and watch online this weekend. Like It's just like watching TV they do such an amazing job of streaming it online, and it's on TV in Europe, so uh, it's it's good stuff.
2: Yeah, that's the coolest part too. I mean, for sure, the venues, like just the that sort of you know commercial value for people to look in and be like, wow, you know, it's uh, you know by the Eiffel Tower or like wherever the exactly the, the ring is, that is so cool. And then you do get the the stands packed. Uh, exactly. and the, I mean, the rings are gorgeous. I love watching. I'm like, uh, you know, global T global champions, TV junkie. I have a, yeah. a, like always <laughs> <laughs> online. It's so cool. And I watch some of them over again because it is, it's like, yeah, I mean, okay. Obviously the top, top horses and riders and everything, but it's really, it's like the series, you know, you get into it and, and rider positions yeah. are, are shifting and
6: yeah, you know, I didn't. Yeah, uh, they, they do, they do a great job and the, um, this weekend will be an interesting week. Again, the, the championship is, is for sure between two riders. It's not like as quite as nail biting as it's been in years past. Um, but just in points, they know that either Edwina tops or Rolf Gorn one of them is going to be the, the series champion. Um, but it'll be a, it'll be a good weekend. You know what else is going on? I'll tell you. Um, I'm not going to Madrid in November, but I think I'm going to send someone who, who works for me and, uh, They're having a new format at their show at Madrid Horse Week where it's called Jumping Clash. And they're going to introduce some kind of bracketed one-on-one competition with 18 riders. And I talked to them a couple weeks ago about that. I'm going to put out an article about it um, this week. Really interesting, trying to make it fast-paced, trying to make it good for TV. You know, that's always the key. Um, So that's something to check out, too, next month. So two
0: courses side by side, or or are we all jumping the same jumps, or are we going opposite directions? Is it like the Roman chariots where they're going to have spikes on their saddles?
6: Full contact.
0: Yeah, full contact.
6: (laughs) I think that they hold the the title on that at WEF, because they they do that at WEF, which is really fun. But they're trying to—this is FEI approved, right? They've made um, something that the FEI agrees with, which, believe me, is no small accomplishment. (laughs) Uh, So it's going to be, you know, you go in, you jump, someone else goes in, whoever of the two of you is better, gets to move forward, the other one doesn't. Um, And then you just go back and forth like that until over three days until there's a winner. I'm doing a, so it's like a single,
0: elimination, uh, yeah, single elimination match
6: elimination that's yeah. what it is. that's you know
2: that that could really that could be really good for the spectator not for I mean it's exciting yeah. for the educated spectator but it's very um What's kind of like a
0: tennis match then, right? You're head to head, right? Yeah. And then right. one of you right. goes through to the next bracket.
6: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and they're they're going to patent it. And they want to. They want this format to be around the world. So first time is in Madrid Horse Week in just a couple weeks. Um, I'll go be... for you, Erin. It's okay. Yes, you, you have to send somebody. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll just do, do. it. <laughs> if you're volunteering, I appreciate it.
0: you. You're going to have to teach her that whole camera thing before she. Ca- goes, I need though. the camera, <laughs>
2: and I need the vacuum bags, and <laughs> I need somebody to book my ticket, and maybe how to long long use the have camera.
0: We <laughs> exactly. had to take the lens off.
2: <laughs> yeah. And no problem. I mean, come on. How hard <laughs> can it be?
0: That's an interesting <laughs> because then it all depends on your draw right just like in tennis it exactly. depends on your draw
6: yeah and they're, they're picking like the the eight best riders on the ranking list and then eight other riders can qualify to ride against those guys so if you do well in the qualifying competition and you're kind of you know out of left field you can go up against Erica lauren Hull. and ooh la <laughs> yeah right <laughs> lauren huff exactly so that makes it cool too. yeah i uh, always like it when you know these these new exciting formats come out and like to see how they're received and you know see how they unfold.
0: Yeah, you would think that though that you know uh, that uh, the Lawrence and the Olalas are always going to win, but look at tennis. Look at uh, look at the Williams sisters getting beat in lower you know in the first yeah, round. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. you know, it just depends on the day and that minute, right?
2: Well, and that's the cool thing too with the uh, with the horses with that, with that factor. You know, it's like certain horse rider combinations, and
0: well,
6: they can have it, up and down. It gives days. the up and
0: comers a better shot. Because yeah. they just have to, you know, have somebody have a bad day, or exactly. you know, you're just or having they have a better a very day. Very
6: good day. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's
2: hope everybody has a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the class. I it
0: think really it's a great it's like, idea. Anything we can do to improve the spectator side of it, yeah, is exactly. going to help the sport.
6: Yes, yeah. exactly. I yep. was kind
0: of joking about them, you know. Uh, but I have seen the classes where they they have basically two courses set up and they ride at the same time, and yeah. that's kind of, that's really fun for the spectator.
6: Yeah, it is really fun. Yeah. Um, WEF does that at the what, I think they found the sexes. They have that, and it's yeah. always really fun to see.
0: Yeah, January. because you can understand it. It's very simple, right? Yes, yeah.
6: exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah I yeah. think it gets overwhelming. That's the thing. you know, we're always trying to figure out like why is it not totally mainstream? I mean, because it's exciting. It's cool. you know people people like right. it when they watch the jumping, but it but to to make it uh, more more simple like that, like this one on one, I mean it's a little bit like the puissance, okay, that's exciting because the the jump gets so big, but it's like more right. of a it's just more sort of like well, digestible. And to Aaron, people. I think
0: too that what you said is true. They're limiting the entries, and I think it gets old for people when they have to watch eighty rides. Oh my god! You know, it's just yeah, exactly
6: yeah. right. And it's hard for people to tell the difference between riders when um, there's eighty of them. And they kind of look the same. These I mean, guys in Madrid, they, they showed me their prototypes, which is not approved yet, but they hope it will be of of uh, jackets and colors and all this stuff. So they're okay. they're really going for it, and it's real ambitious. Good. Yeah.
0: I think it's so, going to take that kind of innovation. It really is. Yeah, it uh, will yeah. for sure. So jackets, no polo shirts.
6: Uh, no polo shirts. <laughs> that that was oh. not a big hit. <laughs> no, <laughs> not if we're talking about California.
2: <laughs> it oh wasn't. my gosh, it's sort of that. You know, I remember. Gosh, it was like eight or eight years ago, or something. Long time. You know, it's kind of like been on the surface. You know, people on people's minds a little bit to try to. I think the idea is they make it look more like a sport. You know, you put on, like, a racing polo yes. or whatever. Right. And so so it's more sort of accessible for people to to understand. And, and right. you know, why are we wearing jackets and it's 95 degrees out? That makes no sense to people. But, you know, that's uh, –
6: we're staying hey, with the jackets. They're the right way and a wrong way to do everything, right? Yeah. So
0: is it going to come to the point where it's going to be like the bull riders with their uh, logos all over their shirts? And
6: That's a great question. I don't know. There's so much tradition to – to fight with that, I think uh it, it would sure bring more exposure. And again, totally there's a right would. way and a wrong way to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. It totally would though. But yeah, you're not even allowed to really have logos. I think but there there's like a size limit. Is that there's true? A size on- limit? Yeah, yeah. You
6: can you can have a logo on your breach now, but there's a there's a lot of limits and uh, until the FEI really opens that up. It's not going to happen because they're interested in protecting rider rights. And oh, as soon as the
0: FEI is offered twenty million bucks, they'll open it up. <laughs> I uh, know,
6: right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's mar- uh, yeah, we're going in that direction. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I don't know. They're they're stuck on that one. I've talked to them about that before. So yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. This whole long jeans thing has come back to actually bite them in the butt. Uh, How so? Well, just because of the Rolex and not being able to do certain, th- well, not being able to bring Weg to Kentucky, for instance. You know, there's just there's been venue issues with the whole Rolex Lawn jeans thing.
6: Uh, Absolutely, there's and a, I still a,
0: come back to who the hell's buying watches. I I just don't get the whole sponsorship thing Dumb from the watches, watch companies. Who
6: is buying watches? <laughs> like, I hope Juan jeans is not listening to this because they're gonna uh, be like, "Yeah, who's buying watches? <laughs> forget about it."
0: <laughs> I've been asking that question for years about Rolex. Who's buying watches? And listen, when you buy listen. one Rolex, you buy one rolex and it lasts I think your some entire people,
2: life if they want if they're into the rolex you know they they're a connoisseur of sorts i think you have three and four and five oh, but and Kel, but
0: what percentage of the population is that and how many are there to warrant 10 20 million dollar year sponsorships for <laughs> that i can't tell you because i'm not I'll one say, of them I'll,
6: I'll say two things one i was With uh, like my teenage neighbor, who's a a teenage boy, typical fifteen-year-old, he he looked at a ad for long jeans and was able to name the price and model of every watch on the page off the top of his head, which was amazing. So some people do pay attention to watches. Second thing is that the upside of the long jeans Rolex conflict is that it has opened up new venues, like this place I was at. Um, Over the weekend, Longines sponsors the World Cup Series. So while they can't have a World Cup qualifier at Spruce Meadows, it's created an avenue for this new show to happen in the last three years. And in that way, it is sort of growing the sport. We're seeing new venues. Like in Wellington, we're going to have the Palm Beach Masters again at, at the private Deer Ridge Farm because the qualifier cannot be at WEF, which is a Rolex venue. So it is diversifying the sport a bit. Uh but I agree there's a definite downside to the whole conflict of it.
0: I'm not complaining, by the way, about their sponsorship. I, I just would never understood the whole who's buying them thing. I figured they've got money coming in from somewhere else. Oh, so.
6: they they've got <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of money coming in. <laughs> and
0: and by the way, if I saw a long jeans watch, i probably know a Rolex. I'm not sure I'd know a long jeans when I saw it.
6: Yeah, you would. A, you would. About? It's yeah. burned into my brain forever, that's for sure. All I do is take pictures of these. <laughs> I <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you got to brush up, Glenn.
0: I guess, just, I guess.
2: You're just, yeah, you're not on the right watch Well, I don't page. own
0: either one, so there you now go. Now
6: I know what to get you for Christmas. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, exactly, <laughs> there you go. That'd be great. Uh, well, Erin,
0: thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Uh, what's the website where everybody can follow your beautiful photography and uh, the articles?
6: Yeah, NoelFloyd.com. I've got a nice album of photos from Calgary up there right now, and uh, we'll have some more from Kentucky. This week, um, noelfloyd.com. We've got a lot of news going on right now, too. There's a bunch happening. This is the time of year when new riders get together with new horses. There's a lot of purchases being made, things like that. So, a lot of cool stuff is happening right now.
0: Very good. Well, thank you so much. Of course, we had one of the top r- jumper riders in the world on and one of the top photographers. We got a Woo-hoo! we got the day going on and we got another big guest coming up.
6: Run a roll of yeah. two kinds. Yeah. So
0: uh <laughs> thank you very much, Aaron. We appreciate it.
6: Thanks, Aaron. I'll talk talk to, you to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.
0: Well, Emily, we have uh we have another special guest coming up in a few minutes, don't we?
2: We do. We do. We have another top rider. We have Derek Kenny, top Irish rider uh also walsh uh, uh walshproducts.com writer. he oh, cool. uh must be, we're gonna talk a little bit about what products he uses no doubt
0: all right great well why don't we do this in the meantime why don't we take a break for our song and also we got to hear a little bit uh about radiothon coming up you you actually joined us for a while last year during radiothon right
4: I did. Yeah, yes. well, I hope you
0: get to do that again this year. Well, maybe you'll be here. We got exactly, yes. a plan. Exactly, yes. we plan here. We have food. It's a party all day here. Um, so.
2: I love parties. I'm there.
0: Okay, good. Well, let's hope <laughs> Let's hope we can get that accomplished. Let's uh, hear a little bit about that and how you can win up to now. It, it just went up yesterday. It's now over $3,500 in prizes. Mm. So uh, you don't have to be a professional rider going to Qatar. You can win big prizes right here listening to the show. It's time for the second annual 12-hour live holiday radiothon by WeatherBeta on Cyber Monday, November 28th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., which means it's time for you to get creative.
4: This year we have over $3,200 worth of prizes to give away all day long. Prizes including bridles, hoof boots, girths, halters, supplements, riding jeans, coffee, Flex and forks and more. Plus, thanks to WeatherBeta, Noble Outfitters, and Redmond Equine, one lucky listener will win the grand prize worth over $1,500. Merry Christmas from us and all of our sponsors. You can enter one of two ways or you can do both.
0: Send us a voicemail and show off your amazing voice and sing us a Christmas song that you wrote. We especially love other languages. Write a poem about your favorite show, maybe your favorite hosts or your horse. Plus a holiday tune with your favorite instrument. You could do that too. Or tell us about, this is this year's theme, tell us about your fantasy ride. If you could ride or drive any horse from history or current who's currently living, who would it be and why it's called your fantasy ride if you send it by november 8th you will double your entries we'll put you in twice if you get your entry in by november the 8th the second way you can win is by calling in on november 28th and telling us about your fantasy ride we had over 200 calls last year and we want even more this year
4: It's that simple. All entries will be put in a hat for the hourly and grand prize drawings. So go to HolidayRadioThon.com and click the enter to win link for all the details. That's HolidayRadioThon.com.
0: I would smile like a sunshine. It was Flora Magali, one of our friends from Switzerland, who sang that song. And uh, our next guest is ready, Emily.
2: Cool. Well, we're excited to grab a minute here with uh Dara Kenny, one of the top Irish writers, tons of international experience, also showing here in the US. Welcome to the show, Dara.
3: Morning. How are you?
2: We're good. We're good. Uh, Thanks for calling in. I know you're busy. Heard you just landed at the National Horse Show.
3: Yeah, yeah. just got got in late last night, so just getting settled in now.
2: And you you were showing in Europe, or where were you just?
3: Yeah, yeah. Showing in Europe now for the last, like, five months, and then spend the next two weeks here, and then go back to Europe for a few weeks, and then down to Wellington
2: in Florida. I had uh, when I I was telling a few people that we were going to be able to have you call in, and I think unanimously everybody asked, "Well, is he even still here? Is he coming back?" I said, "I don't know."
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it yes, seems you've been gone sure, for a for long sure time.
3: I'm back. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been gone. I've gone all summer with uh, myself and my clients, and then and we went for the summer to Europe. We do it kind of every year, and then come back here in like November, December time and then spend uh, the winter months in Florida.
2: Okay, okay. And you, now when did you come to the U.S., to base out of the U.S.?
3: Uh, I came about eight years ago, eight or nine years ago. I, I moved here eight years ago when I was when I was 19 turning 20. I moved here to work for uh, Missy Clark at Northrun. And uh, I worked for her for about four years and then I set up my own business here in America.
2: Okay. And where are you based out of?
3: Uh basically Wellington. Wellington most of the time anyways. That's that's where most everything is based out of uh in Wellington. And then we kinda spend the summer in Europe with the clients and stuff like that, trying to progress them on the European circuits and then come back to Wellington again.
2: Well, good timing, because uh, you missed the hurricane scare. Uh that was really exciting. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I think everybody evacuate. I've got horses down here in Wellington as well, and uh, yeah, the the whole, you, you did not want to be here. Good timing, good timing.
3: For no, sure. yeah, I I heard that. I heard that.
2: So before we get in, I want to talk about the National Horse Show and what you're doing there. But I do before we get into that, want to give a little time to WalshProducts.com as our top sponsor here at the Jumping Radio Show, and you are a Walsh uh, rider, so you
3: have yes, no doubt yeah, use I am products. A- yeah, no, I've been sponsored by them for for about uh, three to four years now. I, I must say they're an amazing company. Uh, they do some really incredible stuff. All their stuff is great quality, and I, for me, I love using it.
2: Yeah, no, I use it too. I'm a total total fan. What do you? What is? What are your some of your favorite products that you use from the training line?
3: Um, uh, a lot of different things, you know. I use the uh, the work bridles a lot because uh, they're they're quite easy for me with having so many horses to change bits and everything like that. So they, I use their work bridles an awful lot, and the draw reins I use a good bit, um, and then the the boots that they have for for working the horses in I find brilliant. Uh, so I use them a lot too.
7: Yeah.
2: Do you have you used uh any of their riding crops?
3: Yeah, yeah. I only use their riding crops yeah. normally. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're so they're the good. only ones I use. I I find them great just because you can get them in all different sizes and, and for me that's very important depending on which horse I'm riding that I have the right size stick that uh that the horses don't get nervous of it and that I feel <clears throat> comfortable carrying it while I'm holding on to the reins, you know?
2: Yeah. No, first, that's funny. I have two too. I have uh, two black and red ones that I switch back and forth, but everywhere I go and if I lend my stick to anybody, people are like, wow, this is so nice. It's the feel, the weight of it. And if you do have to use it, you don't have to use it very hard and it makes so much noise.
3: Yeah, no, I find them brilliant. I find them brilliant. The quality of it also, you know, they they never break. They last long. They always look good. You know, they look neat. I, I really like them. Yeah, no,
2: they're, they're great. Well, that's, that's great to hear that that you're using those as well. Cause it's the top, top products. So tell us about, uh, you, you just landed. So Kentucky national horse show, uh, just arrived. How many horses did you bring? What are you, what are you doing?
1: Um,
3: I personally brought two, two horses for me to ride, uh, in the, in the big classes here, uh, both new horses for me, actually, uh, one is owned by a client of mine, Teddy's Vlock. He owns a horse called Charlie Brown that he bought for himself. And lucky enough, he's lending it to me for two weeks to ride here. And in Toronto, it's it's quite a talented horse. And it's done a lot of really good things in its career. So I'm lucky to ride that one. And then uh, another horse that I rode a little bit before in Wellington, but haven't ridden for a few months now, called Cassini, Cassini Z. It's uh, owned by Mac Cohen. And uh, it's it's a really talented young horse. It's uh, nine years old. I think it has a lot of quality, and uh, I'm going to ride that one in the smaller classes here, like the 145 classes. So I'll have those two here, and then uh, also uh, my client Teddy is uh, riding here. He's going to do the the high juniors here and uh, and the hunters. But he's two good hunters and then he has a very good high junior horse that he's going to ride in the high junior. So I'll be helping him with that also.
2: That's nice. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a full-time job there with all those classes and how. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. We were just taught, we had Lauren Huff on earlier uh, talking just logistics about moving all these horses around and having the clients. And and for for you as the rider, you know, flying here and flying there. I mean, you're, you're the same. I mean, you, you have to have a serious team.
3: Yeah, no, I like that's that's the most important thing. It's really not about so much of what I do. It's more about what everybody does in the background. And I'm very lucky in both places right now. I have super really top class staff and uh, a great team to to help me orchestrate it all. You know, how
2: many different places do you have horses in right now? <laughs>
3: um, uh, we have uh, we have some horses in uh, still in Holland. And uh, then I have some horses right now in Kentucky. And then I have some horses in Wellington as well. So we're split up in three places right now. Wow.
2: Yeah. Logistical yeah. nightmare is what that is. You have to have yeah, sure.
4: serious staff.
2: Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I can barely keep mine straight and they're all in the same place.
3: <laughs> no, it's not simple. But uh, I must say I'm very lucky with the staff that I have. They're they're really top class and, and it makes my life a lot easier.
2: Yeah. Oh, I bet. Now tell me about, um, about Kentucky. I, 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 am embarrassed to, uh, to say it, although it's the truth. I have never been when I was a junior, my last junior year, it was at Madison square garden. I'm from New York. Like I've, and then i I never had any horses to, to go out there. So I'm like, I don't know, you know what it is, but I want to hear, you know, how are, how is it showing out there? You know, what is the experience? I mean, obviously you've, you've been back multiple times.
3: Yeah, for for me, to be honest, I think it's one of the best indoor shows that they have in America. Actually, probably the best indoor show they have in America at the moment. You know, they run it really well. It's very well organized. The indoor is a super size. Uh, the warm-up ring is great. You know, uh, they, they do a very, very good job organizing everything in the classes. They have good prize money and, and it's run really well and it's really an enjoyable show to be at. And then also having, you know, the McClay finals, the expectation finals added and the Hunter finals and, and a uh, world cup qualifier brings a lot of riders here and it makes it a very prestigious show.
2: Yeah. It, I mean, it looks nice. I want to get out there. And why, even for, you know, all those other shows, I just haven't been out at all, but everybody pretty much has very positive things from the stabling to the warmups ups I guess it's far away, so well, you guys don't care because you're flying everywhere. I'm like, eh. yeah,
1: <laughs> it's
3: kind for, of far. For us, for, for us, it's another day, uh, another day at the job. You go wherever, wherever you have to go to make it work, and so it doesn't bother us flying out here or getting the horses out here. It's not not so difficult. and you know when it's such a great facility, you don't mind, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. And it sounds like it can really accommodate a large volume of horses, which is uh, yeah. important as we are feeling the cramping in Wellington.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
2: It's really different uh, down here, though. They've really they're opening up a lot of stuff. Have you seen like the grounds or anything? You've probably been traveling, haven't seen it yet.
3: No, I, I honestly haven't seen anything. I go there now in about uh, a month's time, but uh, most of the horses, so uh, that'll be my first time there. Yeah, uh, since since I left day at the end of this year, so so uh I haven't really seen anything since then.
2: Well they've been they've been working for sure. Um what uh did you hear anything anything confirmed or has anybody about uh uh this sort of like segregation that's happening, that they're moving hunters uh across the street? Is that uh, I
3: I I have not heard anything to be honest. I have not heard anything normally. That's all the stuff you hear when you're in America, and I haven't been here for a while, so I haven't really heard anything. But uh, but uh, I I'm sure whatever whatever they're trying to orchestrate, hopefully will work. Will yeah. work great. And I, I think I think if they are trying to do that, it's a good idea because it makes it a little bit more important uh, for the hunter people to have their own place, and and a little bit easier for the jumper people to have their own place. You know.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know. I think it's going to be a huge improvement. It, may, it will be complicated for, for the trainers that do both. Uh, but, you know, it's complicated right now with so many horses crammed yeah, in. and exactly. All of that. Well, all right. Well, thank you for calling in. I know you're busy. We really appreciate it. And good luck. You guys check it out. You can see the Grand Prix, any of the classes online at the National Horse Show or Derek Kenny's website, Oakland-Ventures.com. And thank you so much for calling. Good luck at the show.
3: Thank you very much. And it was lovely to talk with you.
2: See you soon. Bye.
3: Take
0: care. I love it when they're riding when we talk to them.
2: I know, Well, they can't stop. I know. You know, it's like an illness. It's just like... I was that's talking why about everybody...
0: that at one of the podcast meetings. I said, because yeah, they're always... All these podcasters are always worried about perfect sound and, you know, getting their guests on <laughs> Skype and all this stuff. And I'm like, we've had 6,200 interviews and 99.9% of them, the people are on their cell phones. And oh, we yeah. love it when they're riding their horses. If you can hear the so hoofbeats, funny. if they're riding on something solid, that's good. If you hear a oh, yeah. whinny, that's even better.
2: Oh, yeah, that's my place. We have too many stallions, the screaming. We, I can't be on my cell phone at my place. It's like Lion Country Safari. But but yes, in theory. But they do. They're always, uh, always riding. That's the job. They, they, I will say that's nice uh, about Jumping Tuesday is that you know, Tuesday is not a show day, except you know they do. I think have a bunch of them down here in Wellington the equitation days, and but uh, but for the the majority of the people, Tuesday is not a show day. It's a flat day. I guess the only other possible better day would be Monday, except people could be like really hungover or something or traveling. Yeah, they usually you know?
0: take <laughs> off on Monday and don't want to <laughs> yeah. think about horses or
2: so. Yeah. Maybe that's not it, but man, Wednesday onward, no hope. I think You're not that's getting one of the reasons on the phone. we
0: picked Tuesday for this show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think we we're going through it and we we're like, all right, Monday's dicey, Tuesday, okay, it's still complicated for some people because they're busy and they're still traveling or, or you know, they're, they've they got to warm up, you know, tomorrow's show day. Um, but for the most part, yeah, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday's workable.
0: Well, Emily, jumping. thank you so much for joining us. We did want to mention that that interview was brought to us by Walsh Products, and uh, we appreciate them their, with their continuing support of our show uh and you know he mentioned several of the products that he uses. I know that you use a bunch of the Walsh products as well. You can find them all at WalshProducts.com. dot com and uh they're they're big in the jumping world they're also uh big in the saddle seat world uh and especially the driving world uh, the the hardest driving so uh You can find all of their products over at WalshProducts.com. Let's talk a little bit about S. Equestrian, too, your company, and what's going on there.
2: Oh, yeah, it is is moving. It's making a lot of progress, which is very exciting to watch. Uh, The custom program has been really taking off continually. We do, which is really fun, is all of the college team shirts for IHSA, IEA, which is high school and really any other clubs, you can get custom shirts for anything for your barn. People do that. But we actually are the official show shirt of the IHSA. And that program has really taken off. It's a little bit of a different style. It doesn't have the snaps on the outside because they're kind of like old school equitation, you know, and that's it. No, <laughs> We're that's no, it. They're not changing. <laughs> so we had to make a shirt. They will them. not
0: be wearing rodeo style shirts yeah. with advertising yeah. all over.
2: You think FEI is hard? Yeah. I just say it's hard. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's like it's great. I mean, people—that is the only place I will still see people in wool jackets. Like people are like crisp and like old school, but- and they look great, you know. But anyways, no, yeah, we made them when their it's own Ninety
0: shirt. degrees out, exactly.
2: Like- <laughs> I'm, no, like for me, it's a no go. It's I barely. I love the idea of the jacket, you know. I want to be, you know, crisp and whatever. Wool- but people forget
0: that wool jackets were not made for showing; they were made for fox hunting.
1: Yeah, you're where right. Where you
0: needed, because it was winter. It was cold. There was, like, it was freezing out.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, need, the like,
0: alcohol the only made you so warm. So you had to wear your wool jacket. And you needed to put your flasks someplace. So it was, that's what it was meant for.
2: <laughs> it was, yeah, not for uh 95, you know, Wellington showing. So when they
0: talk about tradition, yeah, I mean, it's only tradition because that's what the hunters had to wear when they went into these classes. Oh, I know. Uh,
2: (laughs) I did my my thing for the clothing line when we started it, which I actually got kind of like knocked off a little bit on my tagline by somebody – I can't remember so I saw them at the trade show but my original thing uh, ages ago was tradition evolved. That was our tagline that's what we went with because okay yes tradition it's important and and we love the look everybody's familiar with it like yes okay but it does need to evolve. And so, you know they yeah, you got to give them credit the IHSA because they actually the these shirts that they're wearing that we make that we manufacture which are in Manhattan made in the USA. Um, they are a uh, closure similar, like our a circuit circuit shirt up the front, but it doesn't have the exposed snaps, but like that, I mean, Jen, you know, like even not, not having a collar, like that's like a sin, you know, like people need to have the collar that they button around the top, like right. that extra piece. Like, why is that a thing? Like you should not have two pieces yeah, to your shirt. I know. <laughs> like, you
5: like you should the have a there to irritate you. It's <laughs> there to make you grumpy.
2: Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's and, they, and like I would always lose my collars, right? And then I would get the tail of the shirt cut into a new collar. But I'm just like, this is nuts. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I always uh, <laughs> asked Jennifer one time, after we first met, I thought it was bizarre. I, I said, why is the collar different from the shirt? That never made any sense to me. No. Well, well why then do then guys if- wear ties? Yeah, but Same thing. it really just didn't make any sense yeah. the way the shirts were designed. It just didn't... <laughs>
2: Cause well, and then if they have them attached, then that was sort of the next like you know evolution in the show. Shirt was like attached mm-hmm. collar, but then you're like, well, now I can't do anything. Well, at least that but made to, the horse
0: sense to me <laughs> that the collar was, like was a- actually attached to the shirt, not separate. It just, I just, yeah, I never got but it. like yeah. why
2: collar? Period. Like just button up the shirt. Like come on. Yeah. So they're they yeah. they do it. I mean, those we have so many schools. You guys can check it out on Facebook. It's ECE Equestrian for IHSA is the IHSA page, or we have the. S equestrian, ECE equestrian, normal, you know, for the A circuit line, which has the custom coats and, and all kinds of stuff. But the IHSA is fun because they, uh, it just keeps exploding and the teams are big. You know, you get 20, 30, 40 kids on a team and there's all the team spirit. And so they have their own logo inside the collars. They all pop their collars for, we have a picture of like the Florida Gator girls. Then they've all got their college. That'd be bright because it's orange. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so then for me, like whenever I make the college teams, I always make an overrun of a few for myself, and then I put the crazy colored snaps on the outside. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So I've got gator shirts with like bright orange snaps. Like I don't, you can't reel me in. Like no. (laughs) So and I love it. That's why I love the custom. I'm like, ooh, me too, Emily.
0: Changing tradition, one shirt at a time. (laughs) <laughs> it,
2: could, it could be a Jamie show. Jamie
0: loves her show coat. She wears that. Oh, she looks uh, great in it, too. Really. And she has,
2: sh- and hers is one of the first runs where I had to keep it a little bit normal. And so sh- I think she has a black, you know, traditional technical fabric show coat and a, I believe, a black or navy liner with the black snaps. But if you go on the ECE Equestrian Facebook page, you can see or sequestrianco.com, you can go on the website. But you uh, will see all of the, um, the jackets. I don't think anybody else is making jackets these colors. There'll be like some people that will make a jacket, like they offer a purple or a plum or uh, blue or something like this. But we have like 15 different colors, and they're all crazy.
0: And what was the website again? dot com. Well, Emily, I once again... I think Emily
5: needs to be the singular member of the uh, United States Equestrian Federation... Dress code, um, out. Dress code committee. You need to be the dress code. Dress code, code. Committee. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> that would no, take no, your we're one not memo.
5: It. We're just gonna. <laughs> we're just gonna update it because you get yeah. the whole tradition thing. But you get the whole, hello, it's the modern world. Yeah, make yeah. it cool. You know, like for
2: people that come watch a class. Wow, you know, that girl's got a bright, you know, teal jacket on and she's got a teal brow band on the horse. So it's like a team. You know, you're well, kind of playing we were to We talking about
0: making it more of a spectator sport. That would help. Yeah, yeah. it would. People yeah.
2: like that. And a little bit helps. That's girls right. like to dress, you know, and have different clothes and stuff. So it's natural that it should be going in this direction. They'll never stop it. They can try, <laughs> but we're already we've already got our foot in the door. When you're
0: the boss, Emily, <laughs> I know. When you get seems... elected,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is a committee. I don't. They probably never let me on it, but I should ask.
0: There you go. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they're the looking for. Uh, they're looking for change. And you have to do it Or more likely, one of them will die, and then you can get on the
1: committee.
2: (laughs) I'm in. I'm going to be making logos, and but even like as a manufacturer, you know, I have to be very thoughtful about the logo placement and what I'm doing on my coats, so we don't have, you know, that you don't narrow your market. You know, for the hunters. I mean, good lord, I mean, you can't wear anything in there. FEI.
0: Well, let's uh, let's call it a day here. Thank you so much, Emily, for for setting up some terrific guests today. Uh, that the, was fun. The, yeah, you had the best of the best on the show here today, and that's terrific. We also want to thank Walsh Products and Essequestrian for their support as well. And tomorrow, Jamie will be back. It's our Wednesday show, and I'm sure we'll have some terrific guests for you. And and don't forget, you got to start getting on Craigslist and look for the really bad ads. Friday is really bad ads day, so uh, they st- start checking them out, and we'll be reading some of those on Friday. Emily, what? I, I guess that's it, right? We don't have anything else, so uh, that's it. we've
2: covered it. It's, all. it's a wrap. We it's did a it. Wrap. We were on a roll.
0: I Wanted to remind you that you can listen to all of our shows on the network and our app, iOS or Android. Just search for Horse Radio Network. It's free. It's easy to use. It's one of the simplest ways to use. Uh, We've had about 10 different countries, uh, people from 10 different countries download the app this week. Wow. So that's kind of neat if you're listening from another country. One, I hope you understand English. Otherwise, this is a very boring show. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, Emily. Take care.
2: Talk to you soon, guys. All right. See you, everybody.